0: And joining us now with Golden Harvest, we have Ryan Dunsbergen with us. Ryan, good to catch up with you, sir. Hope you're doing well.
1: Hey, thanks for having me uh, on. Yeah, you bet. Doing well. Just uh, bundling up, getting ready for, uh, for the cold weather that, well, was on our way and is officially here today. So doing yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Well, glad you're doing well. And I I echo the sentiment there. I know a lot of folks dealing with this cold Arctic blast here this week around Christmas, but uh, we got to talk a little bit. We got to, we got to back up and talk about this past growing season and then look ahead to the next growing season here uh, today. Ryan, let's look at soybean performance in 2022. Obviously a lot of variability across the Midwest to keep in mind, but in, in your summation, how did we see soybeans perform here this past growing season?
1: Yeah, you know it was incredibly variable. Um, you know, if you remember last year, the, the two things that really kind of stick out to me: number one, uh, we had a lot of areas with drought this year, and even within those areas, uh, there were there were some places that were more droughty than others. So we we even in soybeans, you know, we did see somewhat of a separation this year uh, on on how different soybean varieties handled uh, these drought uh, stress prone acres. Uh, We also uh, had some areas where even even with the drought, um, we we saw a lot of uh, sudden death pressure uh, further out east, Uh, not necessarily where I live here in South Central Iowa, but out east uh, saw a lot of sudden death pressure. So uh, again, we were able to to get some good uh, boots on the ground notes and see some separation in some uh some sudden death areas as well. So um that's that's really uh some of the things that I saw this year.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the sudden death pressure. I thought outside of some of those things, overall the disease and pest issues, it felt like a relatively quiet year in 22 outside of what you mentioned there, Ryan.
1: You know, for the for the most part it did. Uh you know, if you, re- you remember some some kind of some new things in the past, you think about the the thistle caterpillars uh, that we had, uh, didn't, haven't really seen any of those the the past couple of years. Uh, you know, there's, there's some gall midge concerns still that we have going on, uh, in Eastern Nebraska, Western Iowa, that that seem to be spreading out more and more. Uh, so there are definitely some things to continue to keep our eyes on, but I, I would agree kind of overall by and large, uh, the drought was was definitely the kind of the the biggest factor this year from a big picture perspective and that's what that's what most people are are still thinking about and talking about from 2022
0: well ryan let's look ahead to 2023 and obviously farmers are starting to think about what we're going to be doing for this upcoming growing season. And we want to maximize that yield potential. So let's talk about what are some agronomic recommendations? What are some things you are are thinking about that growers need to think about here as they start to make those early plans for 2023?
1: You bet. Uh, Well, the one thing we haven't mentioned yet that I really want to highlight is soybean cyst nematode. You know, that's, that's still the number one pest that's out there. Uh, did, did we necessarily see major issues from that? Well, that's the that's the that's the magic question. You know, a lot of that yield sometimes, quite often, goes unnoticed, and especially with reduced moisture in the soil that we saw this year, uh, we we definitely continued to to give up yield uh, due to uh, soybean cyst nematode that is in the soil. So. If people are struggling with that, definitely need to take a look at a different source of resistance moving forward. Uh, you know, the Pi eight eight seven eight eight is a the source of resistance that that a lot of um, a lot of beans are using today. Uh, we're we're seeing we're definitely launching some more soybeans. We have a couple soybeans in the portfolio that have a peaking source of resistance, and and that's definitely uh, going to help in those in those race shift. Acres where we're seeing uh, higher nematode pressure, and then yeah, moving on to sudden death, that continues to be a, a big talking point. It's a major disease in in a lot of different areas, especially as we move uh, our planting dates earlier and earlier. Uh, managing sudden death with a good variety uh, starting is your starting point. Uh, having having that uh, resistance built into your soybean variety. And then also looking at solid soybean seed treatments uh, to help with that. You know, specifically saltro fungicide, uh, that's a great option due to its superior sudden death efficacy, uh, as well as crop safety during seedling uh, establishment. So, those are just some some things there to keep in mind, definitely as we move forward and look into 2023.
0: Well, Ryan, you mentioned a couple of things there—the Peking varieties, I know as well—and just thinking about Golden Harvest uh, genetics, products, varieties. Are, are there any specific ones you're excited about across the Midwest here as we go into 23? Anything new that you're that you're excited about, or anything you would recommend for growers to think about as they talk to their Golden Harvest rep? You bet. So, uh, as as we
1: look at our soybeans, yeah, we've got uh, we've got several. I should say a few so uh 1472 that's a 14 e3 soybean uh that's that's one that that we have we also have gh 1973 e3s that's another 19 e3 soybean and as well we have gh 2610 e3 so uh, those three soybeans right now are currently what we have in our lineup in our portfolio Uh, and I don't, I don't want to break too much of the news here yet. We are, we are releasing a couple new varieties as well, uh, for 2024 planting season. So I will just leave it at that, but, uh, we are, we are launching a couple more looking into 2024. So, uh, that's, that's one thing that we're definitely looking at moving forward is, is bringing that peaking source of resistance, uh, an alternate source of resistance for SCN, uh, into our portfolio lineup.
0: Well, fair enough. I won't press you too hard on those new varieties. We'll wait for the news. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> before I let you go, any other final thoughts you have for us? Anything we haven't touched on you want to share here real quick?
1: You know, I guess my 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 only thing I would add on to that is um, soil management. And really what I mean by that, I, I, anytime I talk about nutrient management, looking at your soils, I always start with pH. So just want to encourage guys, if you uh, be proactive in knowing where your pH levels are, uh, doing what you can to, to manage your pH levels because that's going to set you up for um, the rest of your nutrients that are in your soil, your, your macronutrients, your micronutrients. So that's the last thing I would leave people with is invest in um, a, a good soil sampling company and, and get a good handle on where your pH levels are for your soils.
0: Well, Ryan, I'm sure if uh, growers want to learn more, goldenharvestseeds.com or finding and uh, contacting their local Golden Harvest Seed advisor, probably all great ways to uh, start and learn more, isn't it?
1: You nailed it. Those Those are the best ways to, to get a hold of us and to answer any questions people may have. That is correct.
0: Goldenharvestseeds.com, a great place to start. With that, Ryan Dunsbergen with Golden Harvest. We appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll uh, hopefully talk to you again real soon.
1: You bet. Thanks. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well.